You know, there's a, a, a line I've, I've always loved of, of Leonard Cohen. He said, if I knew where the good songs came from, I would go there more often. Absolutely. People we want, I, we don't do anything without an idea. So they're beautiful gifts. And I always say, you desiring an idea is like a bait on a hook. Yeah. You can pull them in. And if you catch an idea that you love, that's a beautiful, beautiful day. And you write that idea down so you won't forget it. And that idea that you caught might just be a fragment of the whole, whatever it is you're working on, and more and more come in and pretty soon you might have a script or a chair or a painting or an idea for a painting. Welcome to you. So you want to be an artist? The only podcast that's for the artist and is by the artist and is each and every goddamn week. And my guest on the podcast, the incredibly talented Emma V. Yo, but 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 We in here. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm not bad. I'm Good. not bad. I don't know what order these episodes are going to come out in, so they're going to hear you in the Ray Black one either first. Yeah. Or. Or maybe I just give something away. Who knows? Exactly. Oh, shit. I just let the cat out of the bag. It's okay. <sighs> it's, just, it's making people excited to listen to, to all of them. I like the element of surprise, but, you know, I just dropped <laughs> one for you there. So you got to look out for that. That's yeah. coming. That's coming on the way sure. soon. Um, How are you? I'm all good. How are you? Tired. Same. Tired. We're both tired. Yeah. We're, it, this is, it is midnight right now. We're exactly. doing this. But best conversations usually happen around true. this time that's very true so maybe we'll get deep into it um mm. we can start with the first question that i ask everyone that comes on the podcast yeah what is art what is art i think art is a person's like best imp- interpretation of what they've consumed and like i think because it's all to do with influences so it's just how people are seeing the world and then an, a person that chooses to make art is a person that is forced to express it. What if you had been locked in a 10 by 10 room and you'd never seen the outside world? I think you can still dream if you've not seen anything. I I think that when you watch babies and they haven't really been anywhere and then when they're sleeping, okay, a lot of it is gas and stuff like that. So that's why they're smiling and stuff. But <laughs> there are times where they like get upset like, I was watching... Do you know Ruby Wood? She's... The, the singer. Singer. Yeah, yeah. I was with her, like, a week ago or something, and her daughter was sleeping, and then her daughter, like, sometimes cried. You know when they start, like, almost crying, and then they'd, like, smile again in their sleep? And you just think, what are you thinking about? You're, like, a month old. You haven't... You have nothing to be sad about other than being uncomfortable, but then it was... It, was, it could be the memory of not being happy because they were uncomfortable so and i think if you haven't really seen seen anything it's the brain actually the front of your brain is able to imagine do you see what i mean so i think even if you've not seen anything you can still create and just imagine that there's something like that isn't for for white walls and you can probably even imagine color without seeing it what about 
you said that um, art is a product of what you consume. So what if you haven't consumed anything? Like again, what if in that is room there's no music, if you're but you hear music in your head? I don't know. I think because you can probably make sound. If That's assuming you can't hear and see. If you can hear and see and you are growing in a room by yourself, if you uh, is the person given food? Yeah, it's just a normal <laughs> person. They just, yeah. their world. The Basically, have you seen the film Room? No. I, I watched that last night. Yeah. So that's why I'm asking you. So I was thinking <laughs> there's a little boy in there and yeah. he thinks that the whole universe exists in this 10 by 10 room that okay. he's been kidnapped and put in. Wow. And was born in. I'm watching this. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, but he still draws. He still draws. Yeah, that's right. He yeah. still draws. Um, oh, he does have a TV though. He does have okay, a TV. So, he sees so yeah, that makes sense. Because I was thinking... If you can consume anything, like you can warp it. So if that person's like given a slice of bread, that person can cut up that slice of bread, bite it and then draw it for the next 10 years. So like you're always consuming unless you can't see or you can't hear and you're trapped inside your own mind and you never like feel anything. Because even if, if you can feel, then you can put your hand in paint and and just imagine the colours that are in your brain. Like I don't think there's, I don't think it's possible to not consume unless like and i've never been a mute so i'll never know if they don't experience <laughs> anything but they do move like so you know they can like they i don't think there's a person that exists that doesn't have any of their senses yeah i don't think you'd be yeah you wouldn't be alive other than like yeah but it's possible to not have any senses isn't it if you have if you have no sight and no hearing and your tongue your taste buds weren't working you, no hands. you have no hands and like what's the other one what's the last sense smell Oh, you had no nose. And like, no nose. It's so possible to have no senses. But I've never, I, obviously I'm not that person. I've never come across that person. And I've not watched a documentary with that person. Wow, that's crazy. Can you imagine? Can Only you that person can. actually think of that? Or, oh my God, whoa. It's just darkness. And your heart beats. And probably the only thing you, you can't even feel your heart beating because you can't feel. Why no, can't you, you feel? Because no, you haven't yeah, got you, the sense of like touch. You can like sense things on your leg, isn't it? So not always just your hands. Yeah, you can be touched. Yeah, but then like, I'm talking about having no sense Paralyzed whatsoever. From the neck down, so like, you literally, literally can't feel anything. <laughs> like this, that's the only person that could not consume something because they have no senses whatsoever. Could you imagine what it'd be like just to be a head? Without a heart attached, just a head. Well, no, like yeah. <laughs> but if you're paralyzed from the neck down, and just you're being just the head. A head would you, would I can you, imagine it, but obviously people do live like that. I think that they... Oh, my God. Do you watch Tiny Desks? NPR Tiny Desks? I've watched a few. Like, I watched the internet one and oh, one probably the Hiatus Coyote one, but I haven't watched Hiatus Coyote. Um, yeah. There was a woman on there and she had some kind of disability, but she played the fiddle. Wow. Um, and she was in a wheelchair and I think she could only use one arm and she like had to prop wow, that man. it was like and i was like holy <laughs> shit this yeah. is crazy and it just like introduced me to a whole new spectrum of like emotions yeah. because obviously we feel things from the perspective of people that are mostly like able-bodied that's so true so you rarely hear love from that perspective yeah that's um, so true. and not that it drastically changes or anything yeah but it just kind of changes the lens that you look at from that's all so of true. these things and um music is always kind of a, a yeah. pretty um selfish experience that's because so true. you could sing something and tell your story but 
I'm thinking of how I can make it my story. Yeah. But when I was watching this woman, I was like, fuck, this could never be about me yeah. because we're really two completely I understand that. different situations. And then that was like the first, I think that was like the first time where I was like, holy shit. And really saw it through their That's perspective really without manipulating it. Yeah. And I think too, there's a lot of like, when you see someone who is not, anything like you forget that they can experience the same kind of emotions anyways but then i always think about the fact that no one experiences the same like the same thing the same so because it's all down to like how you how you you deal with whatever's happening to you as well so like that's it really i kind of feel like we do all experience the same thing because when you think about emotion and you break it down to to all the emotions yeah um like we actually spoke about earlier there's only a a finite amount of emotions that you can feel yeah anger true sadness true and actually when you break sadness and anger and um shyness and anxiety to all of those things you can actually just go well fear it's all just a version of yeah, it's all really a version of like two, two, three maybe True. different emotions. But then I think that's why music is also so universal True. because if there is only three universal emotions, like the scared, yeah, happy, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's why we connect regardless of the story, regardless of the situation. True. Like, because we're tapping into something which is really true and honest, which is that. What about you? If if you think about experiencing something emotionally and how you react on a physical level. Because, like, I think sometimes people get angry and two people get the same level of angry so they are experiencing the same emotion. Yeah. But one person's face gets redder than the other one, so one person's hand sweats more. (laughs) So I feel like we can all experience the same thing and we can kind of, like, We just react to it differently. But we actually experience we actually experience it differently, like the same emotion, but we experience it differently. So it's just like, when you were saying the lady that's like kind of disabled and playing, was it the fiddle that you said she was playing? Yeah, she was playing fiddle. It's like, I can imagine her love, like being in love through all of her trials and tribulations is probably the deepest thing ever. And like, because imagine... I not to not to say that someone that had those disabilities wouldn't just have the same normal life anyways, but yeah. like I can imagine she has to overcome so many different. Yeah, things. But she has much more uh, barriers in her exactly. way. Exactly. To to find love. So then, when she's in love, maybe she cries a lot more, and maybe she celebrates more than like another person does when they're in love because they're not so grateful. But it's the same experience. But it's the way you experience the same thing. It's completely different. Do you think that then we take a lot of the emotions for granted because, well, I'm just speaking from my experience that I take a lot of the emotions for granted because really I don't have that much barriers or adversity to, to really, I think, yeah, stop them from happening. True. Everyone's, everyone's different. So there's some people that are really sensitive and like, there's no reason for them to be sensitive at all because they might be like, nothing's all that bad but then they're really like hypersensitive with really tiny situations because nothing ever goes wrong whereas I know with me I think I've been through like hell and back in my life in like so that when when something seemingly massive happens I I kind of don't react to it yeah, of course. not now anyways I haven't got time <laughs> do you know what, <laughs> what I mean it's like in three months time I'll have a massive breakdown but like yeah that's just that's just how life is you're it, you're like not a product of your environment, but like product of your emotions, of your emotions and like even your physical reactions to things. 
Wow. Yeah. We really are going in. It's not even midnight yet. It's 23.59. Jesus. <laughs> Fucking hell. True. True. Let's talk about the thing that I wanted to start with. <laughs> yeah. Female producer. Yeah. You are an extremely talented producer Appreciate who happens that. to be a female. Appreciate that. Which Thank you. is a rare sentence. Yeah. It feels like anyway. It's not so rare anymore, actually. I feel like I'm discovering loads more. But like, Is that because you're in and around it? And that's because... Uh, true female producers are now going to gravitate towards you because true. you're doing it. You're That's true. It. I'm probably experiencing more female producers than anyone else being that I'm actively looking for them. And Well, I was actively looking for female producers. That's probably how you even... I feel like, is that how we came to know each other? Because someone tweeted... It might have been that. Me to you or something. Yeah, I, I would know. just I tweeted. Like I was like, listen, I'm sick of hearing... Yeah. ...art and seeing art through a man's perspective. I need some females all female yeah. perspective please can someone just yeah and then someone tweeted um your link yeah actually i know what it was you did the friday finds thing and yeah, then yeah. franklin tweeted and then you're like you already know oh no I yeah am. yeah i, that's did already it, know that's I think okay, you that's might have good. already been on there um, maybe on the friday finds yeah i feel Possibly. like you were yeah um, <laughs> but why is that such a rare occurrence because people do what they see and like i say this about anything in your house Let's say with culture, with specific like types of people or something or like races or whatever, you tend to go into what your family goes into or something like that. So like if you say, uh, what's a good one to pull out? Something that maybe if you listen to Kendrick's Untitled Unmastered and he was talking about, what did the Indian say? A piece of land. <laughs> and it's like, this. That's a it's crazy he said that. It's a conversation I've had like, two years ago with this other rapper and he was talking about how it's actually a guy that I used to see and like he was talking about how uh indian people they have a thing about acquiring land and like so when they come here to the uk they got a lot of property but the way they did it was so smart that they came in massive families and like 18 people would live in one house and all 18 of them would go out to work so then they'd get another house between them nine people would live in two houses then 4.5 people would live in do you know what i mean <laughs> and then before, before you knew it between 18 of them they had 18 properties then after that they had 36 properties and then what happens with that is everyone the next generations they just know to like i've seen my dad buy a property so then they, they know how to get into property i saw my dad own a shop so then they know how to own a shop and it's why we say oh like a lot of corner shops owned by the same sorts of people that's because like they grew up knowing that they probably helped to open and close the shop so then it's all it's what they naturally knew how to do and that's why the whole community tends to do the same thing or live the same way so it's like we haven't got loads of female producers because there aren't a lot of female mothers teaching their daughter how to uh, female mother producers teaching their daughters how to become producers okay. and also females don't see enough females so they don't even think about doing it same okay. way with like women don't think so much about becoming what's another really male dominated male dominated world there's Football. loads footballers it's like there are loads not feminine women anyways because it's such a masculine sport you tend to get a lot of masculine women playing football not always but like a lot of women don't even think about it because there's 90 something percent of footballers are men so it's just about what against what you consume is what you're going to like put out there as well so I guess so what that. made you decide to break that cycle then i'm not the most feminine girl like straight away so it's just like i always from when i was like seven or something like that seven or eight i was like i didn't want to have barriers so like 
I know it's so typical, but there's loads of girls that says, I don't really play with Barbies and whatnot. I did play with Barbies, but I played with like everything. And then Barbie like and action man. Yeah, action man. I played football, played basketball, did the girly stuff, did the boy stuff, had girlfriends, had boyfriends. And like, I was just, then I discovered I liked music. I got like a karaoke machine from my dad when I was like, and it was like, it was the sickest thing. The recorded tape and like. Yeah, the the two tape slots with the two microphones. I remember exactly. I feel like everybody had this thing. Everyone but then when I talk thing. about it now, like people act like it did. Or maybe it's my generation. Everybody had that, that box. I'm 25 now. Okay. So it's just like. So kind of the same. Yeah, exactly. That box. Everybody in my generation had that karaoke machine. And then I was like the only person that, at least in my like circle friends that well at eight years old that was thinking you know what if we hook this up like one microphone next to a, a another tape player that's playing a beat and the other mi- microphone we record it we can actually record on this tape a song because yeah. i was thinking that's how they did it they just put two microphones <laughs> do you know what i mean because you know when you're a kid you're thinking how do people record songs and stuff like that and i did that for a really long time so i did it through the karaoke machine then i did it on a pc and then, like, whatever else, and, like, Argos microphones and stuff like that. So that's, like, that's what kind of got me into recording, not then thinking that it wasn't something that girls did. But that's because when you're a kid, what a lot of people don't think about, too, is that a lot of the famous singers and stuff were girls. So then I always thought that the women, like, did all of the song. Oh, I always yeah, thought so the singer produced it, well. it, too. I was like, this person's so amazing. It's only when I was, like whatever 14 or 15 that i realized that there was like eight people behind one song and i was quite it was like quite de- demystifying if anything yeah. but i was just like from eight i always thought that person that was the big star did everything so that's kind of how i like took on doing music i just thought if i want to be like michael jackson if i want to be like whoever else whitney houston i have to do the whole song so it was like from eight i was just like we've got to record it we've got to find ways to make our own beats and stuff like that then yeah, that's I can't remember what the question was, but like that's basically how it began. What's the now, question? Now, Boys and is, girls. now is it a thing? Like now out of principle, are you like, well, I don't really see enough women doing this thing, so I'm gonna carry on producing my own stuff, even though you probably have opportunities like the ROM white label thing yeah. to have other people come in and, and produce for you or yeah. with you. It's uh I like the idea of, of doing everything still, but obviously I'm working with with a lot of producers I've worked with a lot of producers and worked with a lot of other singers and rappers and like musicians and everything so it's a mix right now I'm focusing on like carrying that on but bringing different things out of other artists as well because I work with a lot of people around me and a lot of new artists and stuff and I like the idea that like Ray was saying, how like watch by summer I'm going to be a producer. I'm trying to turn girls into producers. I've been showing them. I've been getting girls to build home studios for like three years. Like <laughs> by by this, I've literally been telling people get the focus right because it's just however however much. Get that Samson CL1 microphone. It's a shit microphone, but it's only thirty pounds if you get it you right know, now. These are only fifty pounds. This is what. Why would anyone not buy this? You spend fifty pound on Uber in two in like two days. I do anyways. Like I keep doing it. Don't. Take the bus, buy a microphone. Honestly, like if anyone's listening to this, take the bus, buy a microphone. Because like by with the power of SoundCloud in the next week, you can record and mix and master your own song you and then get 100,000 plays. Be signed the next week after that. Like stop taking Ubers, buy a microphone, become your own engineer, producer, DJ, whatever it is you want to do. So I've been like putting people up and well onto like studio stuff for a very, very long time. Are people listening? 
yeah, like pretty much every girl that I record with or have recorded now has their own uh, home studio. Like, you, I think all of them. You work with a lot of girls as well, like uh, um, Marie Dahlstrom. Yeah, Marie. So, um, uh, there was another person I was just listening to, Ego LMA. Yeah, Ego. Um, there's a couple more. There's loads. I think I work with, like, I've worked with a lot. It's been like 30 or 40 girls. Right now, I'm like working with. Uh, I could if I lay, if I name one of it, it will take really long. But oh, like yeah. the main people at like, the forefront of my focus: Catherine, Sarah, Charlene, Clarice, Samba or Grace Samba, um, Ide Ide artist is like is that I D E Y I? No, I D E H. So it's like Ide, oh, okay. but you say yeah, Ide. Yeah. Uh, working with Lois. Ego is another person I want to like definitely get more work done with because we used to work so heavily before. But then she travelled and stuff like that. Worked with Love Rail, worked with uh, Lilo Gold, worked with another girl called Oprah and a song called Red Eyes, which is sick. Uh, going to be working with Ruby Francis, worked with Ruby Wood, worked with Marie Dolstrom, worked with, oh my, it literally like, the if there's a girl in London, on, no, no. probably Ray Black's the only person I haven't yet worked with, but we we just haven't been in the same space, so like who knows what's going to happen but she's a busy girl i'm a busy girl too so but either way like if you name a female artist that's like at least in somewhere in my realm i've probably like worked with them in some way do you just prefer it to working with guys i've worked with loads of guys as well so not yeah. really you i just, just work with everyone I just, <laughs> and the thing is i've been i've been doing music for a really long time so like a lot of people's first ever songs like i was somehow involved it's like it's that's the way i see it now or the first songs that really made them say i'm gonna do this i was involved somehow so it's like yeah i can say that for a lot of the people that i recorded anyway so like i've been around basically i've worked with a lot of guys lots of girls those producers those musicians and stuff so let's talk about actual music yeah are you trained in any instruments nah everything's self-taught but i was just that kid that was just like I thought everyone learnt things by themselves, if that makes sense. I thought yeah. everyone just like knew. So I just thought, well, and again, I was one of those people that did go to lessons and didn't like it, but it's because I didn't hear anything I liked. So that's going to happen. Teachers just need to be cooler and, and younger and then we'd have a generation full of musicians. Do you think that's the, the solution? Yeah, you can learn anything. So like if if they were teaching grime from year seven music, everybody would do music like right now i'm actually teaching kids to uh teaching not it's not really production because it's really basic level but we're just recording kids every friday in Stret in streatham from like 11 to 19 and like some of the kids there they've got eight thousand views on their youtube pages oh wow eight they're, they're hood famous and i'm like it's because now schools are doing cool stuff like your music production class you can actually record whatever you want okay. when i was doing music it was like the first few years was like teaching you how to play Beethoven exactly yeah. crap that you don't care about so you couldn't wait to get out of the classroom well some people except for me i liked music but like pretty much everybody else that didn't feel like they were musically like inept or like able and then now they've got cool music happening in classes so then everybody's a musician and everyone's playing something and there's like twice as many like 11 year olds that are at grade eight playing piano and stuff like that because their teacher is saying yo do you want to learn this Kendrick Lamar song instead of like <laughs> do you want to learn Beethoven it's that's just how it's gone that's actually a trip to think about yeah the fact that we really have moved from Beethoven to learning Kendrick songs and Drake songs <laughs> exactly and songs and stuff it's because of YouTube covers as well so I think teachers are just being hip 
Do you see what I mean? Because the teachers know that the only way they're going to connect with the kids is if they give them something the kids like. It's the only way the kids stop So why the chairs. fuck did they not know this when I was in school? Because we had more books than we had computers. That's true. <laughs> That's it. So like there was no one that was That's like true. talking. They I'm were just reading stuff. Now. That's it. Me I'm too. Angry. I'm angry. I'm but like, we're the difference. <laughs> we're a generation too late. That's what it That's was. That's it. True. We'd have all been, I'd have been playing guitar, bass, harmonica <laughs> by now i'd be like i hear that concert trained and exactly everything. it's true stress man that's why i'm so angsty all the time i feel <laughs> like i feel entitled i feel like i've been robbed of an experience See? by school exactly that's that's kind of how the school experience goes though it's true i feel like especially when we was going to school yeah um it was there's nothing for me here like you're not teaching that's me nothing so true. and especially when we're on we were the generation that's on the cusp of the digital revolution yeah what are you lot teaching me that's going to be relevant preparing me exactly for this digital revolution like, they were still working out that's what it is like now i look at schools and some of the schools that i got kicked out of are now fucking <laughs> science academies i can imagine and they have they, everyone has a personalized ipad and wow, shit man. And I'm like, actually that's the truth of like my high school right now yeah. Yeah. And they do like forensic science. And they're <laughs> basically um the motto is Yeah. Uh um the motto of the first school I got kicked out of now is training kids for jobs that don't yet exist. Wow. It's good that they've gotten to that point. I was like, holy shit. Where You've was been this robbed exactly. thinking? I was like Exactly. Oh. <laughs> 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 do you know how mad that is? <laughs> like, oh, because you just think about how different you would have turned out. But then at the same time, like, would you have wanted to be different? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I would have loved to enjoy uh, have yeah. enjoyed school more. Oh, true. That's because true. really, my most testing years were at school where yeah. all the bad stuff happened in my life was yeah. when I was at school those years. Uh-huh. And it all became from a um, source of me just being disengaged yeah that whole disaffected youth thing doesn't yeah. exist it's disengaged youth true the kids who aren't aren't engaging with the things that are in front of them because yeah. of no use yeah, exactly so i would love to see what i would have been like but maybe then i wouldn't be i don't i don't really know what the word is um maybe so maybe i wouldn't the the kids now have nothing to question yeah you be like, so curious. Yeah, when we when we growing up, it's like, well, hang on a minute. Why are you teaching me this? Yeah. And why do I need to? And learn there was always this? something missing. Yeah, and yeah, there yeah. was a big hole. There was there always a somewhere. big hole. So we are a generation of people that just ask bare questions. True. Too many questions now because it's what made us so we're like, yeah, creative and, it, and intuitive. If anything, again, yeah, because yeah. sometimes we can't get answers, so we just make them up ourselves. Exactly. In our art, that's so true. Because we're the, we're also the last generation that had to ask questions. Yeah. That didn't can't you couldn't just go on Google and like get a million answers. We had to ask questions, yeah. and we had to uh, we had to ask olders questions, and yeah. they couldn't give us an answer. So true. That made us be like, "Well, I'm gonna have to just fucking do this myself." <laughs> exactly. That's crazy. That's so Because we we genuinely were genuinely were the last. Yeah, we were the last generation that like had to ask questions, and just trial and error until something works rather you didn't see someone else do it like youtube tu- tu- tutorials no yeah only came into my life as a producer self-taught producer only came into my life for someone who does youtube tutorials i only watched the first youtube tutorial like four years ago or something and i've been producing since i was four years ago as a stretch maybe like five or six years ago but i've been producing since i was like 11 so to only realize that i didn't have to do all this backward shit for like 
five years and complete and do it completely wrong and someone is just there like hey i'm todd from someone leave your comments <laughs> do you know what i mean i could have saved myself like six years of doing loads of things wrong yeah. but it no wonder we're sound. so angsty and angry <laughs> exactly. you got robbed the six years of your life when fucking justin <laughs> guitar could have told you how to play a bar chord or whatever exactly but either these way, kids, like, are, well, I feel old now. I feel yeah. old. These kids, you don't know how good you've got it. True. And this is why when my little brother acts reckless here, yeah. I just look at him and I'm like, you don't understand how good you have got it's it. so true. Like, and obviously our parents will say that to us as well. Yeah. But it's like, hang on a minute now, because we came from the same, we had <laughs> the, the dark same ages. We had the dark <laughs> ages like you lot. We didn't yeah. have the internet as well. Don't yeah. forget that for half of our life. <laughs> but now I look at my little brother and I'm like, what you are you want to get kicked out of school and smoke weed and run around and spray grand bars all yeah. day like when you can do when you everything, have the whole world you can do everything in front of you just fucking log on sure like, what's wrong with you i don't know i have no sympathy for these youths <laughs> not okay. one little bit of sympathy it's all right there's like always going to be new troubles with the new generation so like they suffer just the same but like it's just uh, different no, i can't look at them and think I, we just can't suffer. see it but like i think there's something with being so connected to people that makes you so disconnected so like living in True. social media and this generation right now is like you're experiencing only half of the world because you're not actually needing to like touch people they probably they might even resent the internet because yeah. it makes they the don't world realize that they do though because they've smaller nev- they've never lived with they've never had not had it so they've never had to like think if i have to see or speak to someone i have to to physically I have to physically get up and do it except for that we we had telephones and stuff but we didn't see people because we didn't have facebook we, yeah. I, w- I was like around before facebook was invented so i was still on like high five and i love how you say well i was around <laughs> <laughs> no for real but i was around on the internet first so like, there was high five and uh, was it high five dial up it was exactly dial up there was bebo there was high all five, these ways bebo, yeah, there yeah, was ways yeah, of yeah, seeing yeah, people yeah. but not really because the pictures were so terrible now you can see everyone's life in high definition that like you don't miss them so yeah. it's just like physical contact is like completely missing your messages at probably someone's like why did you call yeah that's basically what it is <laughs> i can um, imagine yeah yeah and also as well what it does is you know when you like when you're younger yeah you have hometown blues yeah and like your hometown or your little area yeah you get trapped in your bubble and you can't so see true. outside your bubble but when you're not as connected your yeah. bubble feels big that's because true. something can happen you don't hear about it till yeah. three days later or whatever That's you have it. social media it's like a visual and physical representation of yeah. the bubble that you live in yeah and you're like oh fuck i can fit my whole life into, into this, this phone into this timeline exactly oh wow that's so true and then that maybe yeah maybe actually that I makes the kids missing. fucking crazier yeah it's like it makes me crazier thinking yeah because like when I look at it so to kids that don't know no better that's so true and are so young and impressionable I don't know maybe I'm being harsh then <laughs> maybe I need to I need to get like a 14 year old on the podcast yeah <laughs> tell me about their troubles that's true why that's is true. life so hard for you yeah well where do I start that's why I, I had this conversation with a friend like how did people used to meet like before there was internet phone because boxes Oh, yeah true actually that's phone, so you true someone, you, get, you put 20p in the phone box <laughs> you call up someone's home phone so i never had true. Like, i sound like i was hard done but i never had no phone line yeah. in the house i never had no <laughs> internet no computer insane, no sky tv nothing yeah. so i used to have yeah. to run around 20p in the phone box call up 01202 blah blah blah, blah mm. and then be like yo uh meet me outside mcdonald's true 11 a.m 
if you're and not there by 11, 15, I'm gone. Leave. Exactly. I remember those times. I was thinking, how did we meet each other before we had mobiles? Because like, we trusted we would be there. But like, this, it's insane. Even like, how did people meet romantically before there were mobiles and like... On the roads. like is, Exactly. But then that shows that like, people used to talk to each other. Because it's in this day and age, like, how often... Oh, actually, I'm that sort of person that meets loads of people and loads of strangers and stuff like that. But people don't talk anymore because social media means that you don't you feel you don't realize you're yearning for people because you're so distracted by seeing so much of their life anymore yeah. that like what you find is people find it so much harder they know so many more people but they find it so much harder to like connect with people because you don't you don't yearn to know what's going on in their day because you already know yeah. if that makes sense you can't ask the question it's even weird to ask how are you because i saw what you're tweeting like 10 minutes ago so I know what you were know, doing yeah, do you I see what I mean you are, what you're <laughs> do you know what I mean but we are to counter that though we are also at the stage in life yeah. where all of those marriages that happened from no phones yeah we are now in a 50-50 divorce rate true so maybe if they, they knew really each, other each other a little bit better so real they wouldn't have, made, they wouldn't have different that situation like, true it's interesting to go up to someone who's married and be like if you lot had social media would, would you have ever even got married would you have ever even not. met? They probably were the last choice because they're the last people that they like. Basically, yeah, because had enough bubble. time. To, yeah, that's so true. Because there was only like six people in their village or something like that, as opposed to a million people on their followers list and stuff like that. That's true. So it's like, <laughs> that's why I say like this generation suffers just as much as our generation suffered, just as much as our parents' generation suffered <laughs> from like life. Suffer. Yeah, you've got the same level of suffering. What did you start producing on? Um, EJ, first, please say what's, EJ. What's EJ? You don't remember EJ? What did it look like? Uh, it was orange. I actually started producing a, mu- a game called Music Two Thousand. Music Two Thousand. You know yeah, Music Two Thousand. That's the same company. Is it yeah, EJ? EJ Music Two Thousand. Same company. Oh, sick. Okay, that's it. Now but I'm EJ learning. EJ was something. for the PC. I want to get up. Yeah. Yeah, EJ was for the PC. Yeah. Um, and obviously you get your little samples and you put exactly you just put it. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Music 2000 was my shit. Wavy. That's it. Like when I realized that you can just layer. That's actually how I learned the essence of what production is because the drums were separate, the beat, the bass was separate. EJ, come on. Let's see this. Hold up. I can't. I don't want to move it in case the sound card. I recognize that logo. Okay, then I do know EJ. That's it. That looks like Music 2000. Yeah, standard. Oh my god, this this is just tripping me out right now. You know how long I've not seen this. Oh no, that looks wavier. That's crazy. Music 2000. This is why, I like, that logo. I, looking exactly looking at that, it explains like what how I see music right now. Like, just search that music 2000. Put that into Google because that's like the colors that I see everything in. Almost if that makes sense because that's like I lived on that game. That's actually crazy. And it was like, like six a different samples. Yeah. There wasn't even much on there, so I was making like a hundred different beats using only the six different drums. Can you <laughs> can you get that game again and just make a beat, please? You'd need to. I'd try, but I think like I'd have to find like a really vintage PS One. Not even PS One. It was PlayStation, and like a disc, a, a Music Two Thousand disc that still works because I actually used. I, I could download I, you an emulator now. Is it? Yeah, I've got um a PlayStation. It would emulator. take me on that hard drive. I've got with no, like we're... fucking. Tekken, FIFA. I've got, I bear, I've got shit. N64 shit That's on there sick. as well. I would do it. But Music um, 2000 is like, I, I hope they would come back and like have me be the ambassador because I think I was one of the people that really, really understood the essence of that game. <laughs> but Fruity Loops is basically the same thing. Yeah, I use Fruity as well. 
it's not the first thing. There was like, oh, what was in between? There was like all these free like things, you, free beat maker things you could get, but free was the most advanced one. Yeah, for, at I'm the time for free. What other stuff that I used to like record on? I yeah, I had Cool Edit Pro. I had Cool Edit Pro as well. Uh, Audacity. I've had Audacity as well. Any I've had them. I've had them more. Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> I've used Movie Maker for recording tunes. Yeah, yeah, of course. What? Are we the same person? What's going on? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Actually, Windows 98. Yeah. It just had a sound recorder. I used the sound recorder. It was just so like a little red, red button. button. Dude. Yeah, see. What the no. hell? Same it's like we just had the same like experience of like discovering this stuff yeah i wasn't as serious with it <laughs> i used so to right. make pirate radio stations and that's shit, sick i, nah, I, wish I was I could. eight with my friend we always talk about this actually like yeah my, my foster brother yeah um, and we used to just make pirate radio stations so we had sick. all our mum's tapes and stuff because our mums were bare young yeah so we had <laughs> like all of you said that was dope. We had all, we had all I'm of their sorry, tapes that and shit. Because our moms are bare young, so that's it. No, but that's shower. That's shower gun. Um, yeah. So we'd have like two pack playing and shit, and then we like talk to each other. It's that's actually sick. mad how I used to do that shit when I was eight, and now I do it now. Now, like as like your and life. Conversation. Dope. Yeah, the con- it's, it's pretty fucked actually. <laughs> nothing like nothing's changed, didn't it? <laughs> nothing's changed. What the fuck? We just got a little bit more professional Bigger, exactly yeah, and, and people people are listening now that's really real i like that a lot because I, I like that jukebox back because i had the same one like we had the same jukebox you know it, the fact that you said straight away with the two tapes i knew you were talking about two the tapes, same thing two microphones on each side and, and the felt on the speaker was blue this guy knows i know i'm about <laughs> isn't it? exactly it's weird do you know the worst tripping thing? yeah um something broke in our tape machine yeah that would hook onto the tape and when you try to take the cassette out or the tape would come oh would man all of the tape Damn, out I know so that i remember pain. that what we did a ra- uh, radio show yeah we went to listen to it a year later yeah yeah we pressed play we listened to it all we was like oh my god Fantastic. can't wait to listen to this when we're like 20 opened it pulled it out all the tape came with Damn. it we was like no it's gone <laughs> That's oh, horrible. Work. Like we were ready to send that into like Kiss and I fucking can imagine Radio that. One and that. We thought we was gonna get oh, a, a radio show out of it. It's okay. Oh. It's right. Stressful. Shit happens, you know. Stressful. It's all character building. That's like, I absolutely. Just, I'm telling that's, you, that's that pain is like it just makes you stronger. How was the selection show the other night? It was so sick. Oh my god! Like I have not stopped talking about it because I go out too much, so I almost like. I almost, I don't know. I almost feel like I'm. I've I've had as much fun as I could possibly have. So I'm just like, <laughs> do you know <laughs> what I mean? The most depressing thing ever. <laughs> it's so sad. So I'm like, I've had so much fun in my life. Like, things aren't. I can't experience fun the same way because I know fun. I'm too familiar. I'm like, it's too much of a familiar feeling. Yeah. When I got there, something just clicked. I don't know. Oh, actually, it was like I was at um, a guy called Louis Vi. So he's uh from Other Soul. I was at his place with Other Soul and like some other people. I like people. Other Soul. Yeah, they're dope. They're dope. And we were there playing tunes and we were like, you know, when you start getting lost in, oh my God, we got to make something. So we're on this high. We're just like, no, we've got to leave because like Rom Set's going to start. Then Rom Set got moved. So it was just like, we were running late anyways. And just thankfully Rom got put on at the end as opposed to at the beginning and stuff yeah. like that. But we were on this like high because we wanted to stay and make music and stuff like that. Because, you know, you just start hearing good tunes. But then got to the party and I was just like, whoa, the vibe in here was just perfect we're already like on a high and stuff like that i've been drinking and whatever else and like just i think it was the it was bumping into the right first 10 people yeah. if that makes sense because you know how like your night or your day can be made by like 
who you, the conversations you made. As soon as I got there, it's like it was just like family after family after family. Oh my god, I haven't seen you in so long. Oh my god, you look amazing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it was just like the first ten interactions. There was probably like four hundred inter- interactions that night because it's selection is massive, and you just happen. To, I just like know, I just know so many people by like I don't know. The internet just does that, isn't it? So like just meeting the right people and then like for rom set because the, the music was sick do you know did you were you there no 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 Man, do you know a DJ called So Super Sam no she's this new on the new DJ on their roster so sick like where's she from I don't know I'm, American accent I'm oh, okay. guessing so like she must be like from LA or something LA. like that so sick this gorgeous short oriental looking girl the sickest DJ set I've ever like experienced. She was making me emotional. <laughs> so from that point, I was, I was like, this, that moment her set is the best show, like the best party I've been to in a long time. Then afterwards, like a few, because I'm a fan of everyone that was DJing, like a massive fan. Then Rom goes on. I'm just like, I need to get on stage for Rom. Yeah, Rom's Do you know what I mean? Because that's my baby. So <laughs> I was like, exper- experiencing. He he's, he's like young. 19. Uh, that's not that young. Not too young. It's like not in this day and age. I know like some of the sickest people are like 14 and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that, doing all of that. But Rome is like for 19 and how good he freaking is. He's so good and so talented. So I was just like, I need to get on stage for that moment. So I'm like experiencing Rom's set, looking out at like however many thousand people were in the venue rocking out because this night was so sick so i'm just you know I, I was literally i don't know where i was i, I was a bit intoxicated a bit waved and all that sort of thing <laughs> but i was just like this moment this is like f- between three and four when i was just like nah this is one of the best parties i've been to in, in a really long time and like maybe other people didn't feel the same but i was just like, i met all the right people at the right time and then ended it like feeling on top of the world just watching my my, my baby on stage and stuff like that so it was so sick how <laughs> When did you decide to start putting songs out? Um, I've been putting out songs since my MySpace days. So I was like 14. Actually, but I used to, because I was recording at 11. And, you know, I was like that person in school that people knew made tunes, even if they were like completely crap. Yeah. So it's like I was always sharing songs with friends. Then when my I don't know when MySpace came out, but it must have been like 14 years old. I was about 14. Yeah, 2006. Sometime. Was it 2006? That would have been 16, 15 then in that case. Then like I was putting out tunes on there and then because they got a bit of attention and that kind of made me like as small as MySpace was, obviously it was massive at the time and stuff like that. That made me realize that you can share anything and someone's going to connect with it. So then from that point, like whenever MySpace started, that's when like I really started sharing music. Was it difficult to share music or was that just something that you wanted to do? I was like, I want to, other people need to hear this shit. I'm that person that like, mm, I'm I'm not, I wasn't the most expressive person when I was a kid. I was really shy and stuff. So it's like when, when it came to music, it's like the only thing that I was, even though I was really crap, like in the beginning, (laughs) I was so shit. Oh my God. But like, it was the only thing I really wanted to share. Obviously, I wanted to share everything. I was that kid that wanted to say so much. But, well, actually, at 15, I was really outspoken, actually. But that's when, like, the hormones kick in. You realise that you can just be naughty and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But when I was, like, like a bit younger, like, 13, 12 and stuff like that, the only thing I was confident in sharing was, like, songs. It's the only way I really felt like I could say what I meant. But, I'd, yeah, so then I could always share music because I would, I'd put what I was feeling into the song, but I couldn't, I couldn't really say it to people. 
What kind of things were you singing about? At that Mainly age? love, because you know you have crushes when you're like little and stuff like that. That's why I'm like in this love song warp world that I'm in and stuff. Because I found it was the most, most therapy, if anything, like feeling like because I was this kind of awkward, chubby black kid, and like kind of felt like not then too shy as well. So then it was like. If I had a crush or something, but then after I'm, I think about it now, I was bad from like 14, 15 <laughs> years old. But before that, when you'd had crushes, thinking it was never going to amount to anything, just having this like whirlwind romance in your mind and stuff like that. So I'd put it into the song. But then after I think about it now, I got into a really serious relationship when I was like 14 years old. So a now serious I think relationship really like it's, it's really mad. But I, we won't go into that today. But like okay. at 14, I was in a relationship for a really, really long time and stuff. So how long before that? Uh, that was on and off till I was like 19 or 20 or something like that. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, that's wow. I don't even know where that came from. You know, we just start talking. That's crazy. Though. Yeah. So I will. Jesus. I, I realize like this goes out to people as well. I forget we're talking, <laughs> but that's all right. Like that's the truth, isn't it? So it is the truth. It's the truth. And I'm glad that you approach the truth like that. Yeah. It just comes out sometimes. Shying away from it. Yeah. Mad. Six years. Yeah. From so young as that's well. Mad. So Maybe what happened when you get to twenty and then you come out of that? What What does life look like after that? um it's it's reckless and and experimental and it's um all the bits in between because you're on and off in relationships like that when you're like super young and then you're growing up all the way through it so all the times where you're like not with that person you can fit in seeing three other people do you see what i mean and then you manage to to make up again so it'll be like a month apart and you've managed to date three or four people then you're like six months together again then another like three weeks apart and you can squeeze in like it's reckless it's crazy <laughs> you know, honestly that sounds reckless <laughs> it's reckless it's not too like disgusting oh, is that why you're sounds. a busy girl okay, okay <laughs> not okay, like okay, that okay, okay, but okay. it's just like you just all of a sudden you need to know somebody else that's it you need to find yourself and stuff jesus <laughs> it got so fucked it's got so deep i did a five-year relationship <laughs> No, I actually I'd I'd suggest it like afterwards, like later on in life, but right in the beginning, it's. No, actually, I did one. Right. You did one. Yeah, from oh. s- seventeen to twenty-one. Wow. Okay. That's four years. Yeah, but either way, it's it could be it could be classed as five years. Depends on. Yeah, like I when think it, it was. It was ended. getting on to five yeah. years. Yeah, could it was be like four in and your and fifth year. Whatever. Yeah. yeah how did that long, go? What was like? How was that for you? It was fun. Good. It was cool to find some kind of significance. In That's. The vast insignificance, but especially I, ask, I came yeah. from like my hometown and shit, small little bubble. Yeah, and she was a lot older. Well, how much older was she than you? Five. What? Wait, you were seventeen, and she was, and she was twenty-two. No, she was twenty-one. Twenty-one. She was twenty-one. Yeah. But okay. so four years, four years above That's me. Interesting. Yeah. So I've yeah, I was a how man. How did you even meet? Uh, I was maybe. Talking to her little sister. Oh, okay. Wow. Who's that's, the same age as me. Insane. Okay. And then like we're hanging out or whatever and I saw her older sister and I was like, yo. <laughs> I can imagine. Who is that? Jesus. She says, my fucking sister. And I'm like, in Bye. a bit. You're like, see ya. <laughs> in a bit. <laughs> I am going to talk to the goddess oh, in the corner. Oh, gosh. And then basically it went like that. And you fell in love. Yeah, we did. Because you must have been love if it was that long. Yeah, it was. Can I ask, not why did it end, but how did it end? 
Is that too personal? No, not at all. Nothing mm. is too personal. Exactly. Um, badly for her. Well, basically, I broke up with her. Yeah. Um, because life. What's life? It's just one of them ones, you know, where I was in a position where this was before anything had popped off for me. Mm. I was like struggling artists making videos for people and yeah. shit and it wasn't popping off and i was like well i need to make a decision right now yeah. i need to make a sacrifice because obviously i have too much going on for yeah. anything new to start yeah that's how i feel i feel like you have to create space for things to grow if your garden is overwhelmed if nothing's gonna grow so i looked at my life and i was like well i've got an apartment with my girlfriend, I go to uni and I work full-time as, as a chef yeah. or part-time as a chef. And I was thinking, all right, what can I lose from that? I see. And I thought, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, fuck <laughs> it. Exactly. Let's just get rid of it all. Let's get Jeez. rid of it all. So I quit my job. Yeah. I dropped out of uni. Yeah. I broke up with a girlfriend and Damn. I left the apartment. Damn. Um, was that a good decision? Well, yeah, because literally a couple of weeks after that was when Popped Jamal off. hollered me and was like, hey, I've seen your emails, yeah. blah, 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 all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and that was far three, four years it's ago. And it's only be up, it's been up since. Yeah, well, That's I mean, it's good. been up and then it's come back down yeah. and then it's plateaued and it's it's gradually getting it's better. Um, but yeah, it's just one of them That's ones. Life is, is mad and you have to make those kind of sacrifices for what you want. That's true. That's kind of the the, th- the thing that I always t- talk about. Like, you know when people are like, oh, how do I get to do this? And how do I get to do that? Mm. The first thing that I'm always... Or when people actually feel entitled about not having certain things. That's true. I'm like, what have you given up for that? Exactly. Like, what have you given up to acquire so that thing that you want? That's have so you true. lost someone you love? Mm. Have you given up on a dream that you thought you had? That's have right. you abandoned something? Have, do people hate you? Like... How bad do you really want to get that thing that you want? Yeah. Have you re- Have you even tried? Yeah. Have you sacrificed? What That's have you it. given away? That's it. What have you sacrificed? What have I sacrificed? Yeah. My sanity, I think. <laughs> if that was there to start with, it's debatable. <laughs> True. A lot of people wouldn't think so. I think I was so... I think... No, actually, I wouldn't say I was so sane. I think I had a sane time in my life where like, I was more together than I am... Now, yeah. I think I'm more like, I'm a bit, I'm sharper and wiser, but I'm definitely more crazy and I'm I'm a little bit more like, what's the word, how do I describe it? Uh, you know, when you're like adventurous, Yeah, I'd say I'm so much more adventurous for like every aspect of my life now, which could probably is down to the like growing insanity. So I think, <laughs> but it's a choice I made. I wanted to be crazy. Because I wanted to be able to push the boundaries with, like, everything. But obviously with that, like, you lose you lose a lot if you if you allow yourself to go crazy. So Like what? Like, you lose a lot of relationships with people because you get really, like, consumed in, in your own, like, self-exploration. But then that also comes with you're going to change and so also will the people around you change. But not that you lose people because you... you you grow apart from them you grow inside yourself a bit too much if that makes sense so not that i've gone into myself it's just the people that weren't really connected with the what's inside me for real yeah yeah they like will disappear and and have disappeared but then the people that are really connected to me they're like closer to me than ever and i know that they know it because like 
we're so naked with each other, if that makes sense. Yeah. What was I even talking about? I'm just talking. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I'm just, I'm crazy. It's that time of night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you is. think like sometimes people beg being crazy? I don't know. Sometimes I feel like True. I'm really crazy. And then yeah. I see other people and I'm like, you know what? I've actually got <laughs> into Exactly. <laughs> Nah. But then I'll get home and I'll be on my own and I'm talking to myself <laughs> and I'm mad scatty and yeah. like other people hit me up like I get text messages like, I just don't understand you I just want to understand <laughs> like what are you talking about <laughs> I hear that I feel like people do people want to be crazy and then like they get there and then they, they're like <laughs> what have I done yeah. <laughs> you get crazy and then you start to get crazy people around you yeah. and you're like oh fuck I think I'm there I think I'm like before I thought I was crazy, so I was purposefully trying to be more crazy yeah. to where it became a real thing. You know, I mean, like you, you start taking, you start saying a slang that you think is ridiculous. Yeah, and it becomes you, part of your and you actually start saying it like, like the kids say this thing. Then you start saying it, taking the mic, and then in like a month's time, it's actually you can't stop saying it. That's yeah. how crazy it is. You look at it, you're like, I want to be like that. Then you start acting crazy, like pretending. And then it, you not, you actually become crazy. I think. Why do we like want to become crazy? Because I think it's the idea of having more freedom is very appealing. <laughs> so you can do whatever you want yeah. because you are labelled crazy. Yeah. So it's like, if I really wanted to, I could go and walk around naked. Because I'm crazy. Because I'm crazy. That's why people are getting away with killing people because they just say, "Look, I was clinically insane." <laughs> People will be like, oh, they're insane. We're not going to put them in jail. We'll put them in a hospital instead. And that person gets free meals, calm TV, gets to walk around in the garden, just ha- can't go out the gate, but like can actually go and plant flowers because they're crazy. We allow crazy people to do whatever they want. So craziness is freedom. Fucking hell, it's this freedom. whole time I thought money was freedom. Nah, man, it's craziness. Freedom is in your mind than it is in the things that you're able to do, if that makes sense. You don't need anything to be so free. If anything, the, f- the less you have, the freer you are. Yeah, I definitely feel like that. Yeah. I don't own nothing. I, I, I own a keyboard. Yeah. I own a guitar. Yeah. I own a, a, a sound card. A sound card. <laughs> I own two microphones. <laughs> I own a suitcase. That's I own good. a passport. And I own enough uh, jeans and t-shirts to last me. <laughs> the same one. The same jeans, yeah. same t-shirt. <laughs> to last me it's for like a mass. week and then I have to wash good. it again. Good. That's literally how I've lived for like the last four years. It's all you need to do what you need to get done. It's true. That's it. It really is true. So I feel like I could spend the next year of my life. With what you have. With, yeah, with what I have in this backpack. If I can run around and make music on my laptop and yeah. and then talk to people and, and, and document it with these microphones and this sound card, I am blessed. And if it's someone true. wants to chuck money at me. It's going to happen as well. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been offered. Yeah. I've been offered yeah. fucking advertising and shit. I, I don't imagine. know. I'm just at a weird place. You know the ones where it's like, you might have a similar situation of like, oh, you know, I don't want to be signed. I don't want to, like, go be part of that machine. Like, and I'm in the same position of where I don't want advertisers. Like, blah, blah, blah. But I'm thinking, now I'm thinking, man, fuck that shit. Let me just take all of you guys' money, innit? Exactly. Just do what needs to get done for this period because, like, just as long as you can get out of it. If you have no, what do you call it? If you have no... Obligation. Obligation, exactly. Contractual obligation. That's it. If it's something that's only going to aid your cause and then make it easier to do what you need to do later on, do it and get it done. I'm reckless though. I feel like I'll get a sponsor and then the next podcast will be like, yeah, I've got a spot. I'm not really feeling it. You know, the whole situation. Because I'll just be frank about everything. Yeah. They'll probably hear that and be like, 
Why do you even say that? Get get off. Sling your hook. <laughs> sling it. It's true. Sling your hook. You could end up in that situation, but at least you did it in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel yeah, I feel like I'm at, I'm at a point now where it's actually like, you know what? It would be cool to have sponsors and then to talk about the shit that I talk about. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Like they're probably gonna like that. I might go on a fucking two hour rant about psychedelic drugs. Yeah. And then have fucking <laughs> WH Smith exactly. advertising at the start of the thing. <laughs> I think that'd be nang. I'm actually Very I'm crazy. here for that. I'm here for that. Let me get the most um conservative safest advertisers yeah. ever and then come yeah. and chat the most wreck crud. <laughs> <laughs> just true. free the realness on everything. Brought to you by um Fuckers. I don't know. It has to be something so... So plain and... Uh, <laughs> so plain. <laughs> plain and basic and just safe. I can't even think. Um, Evian. Yes. <laughs> Actually, no, they tried to be like exciting with the babies on skates and oh, hip-hop no, yeah, they've got advertising games. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be something that's like so dead, but like definitely has like history in this country. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like the Royal Mail or something like that. <laughs> Royal Mail, something to do with stamps because that's like... That needs to go. The Royal Mail needs to go. We need a new way of sending. St- Even though we don't send letters anymore, like that's so outdated. Parcels Them. and shit. Yeah, we need drones. Exactly. There's better ways oh, of doing this. No, we're about to have another robot conversation. We aren't, aren't we? we? But it depends. Well, how much more can you say about robots? I feel like, I don't know, there's going to be a whole civilization of robots. We can talk about that shit forever. I feel like it's, it'll be good because it'll make humans have to like rely on each other more. So Yeah, right. We will say is... F those guys, let the robots do that and we'll have our own like... This is way. what we didn't. I didn't talk about with Ray, which is actually pretty good because we can talk about it now. Yeah. Is that if these robots are occupying the mundane jobs, yeah. humans are going to be forced to do something that they actually want to do. 100%. Because you don't have that get out of jail free card yeah. of having a pedestrian life and working a job True. that needs to be worked because someone's got to do it. Yeah. Now, nah, B, now you actually have to run out and do something and do, exactly. you care about otherwise you're going to be bored and poor. It depends whether, that's what I was going to say because do robots get paid to do those jobs? Oh. How would they, they then distribute the, eco- the economy? Because all those jobs will be done by robots. Therefore, there won't need to be a salary. Will rich people just get really rich because they're not paying poor people anymore? Then we'd have to do something that doesn't exist almost and create jobs that the robots will be able to do. The robots will essentially take all of our jobs. Like they said, is that South Park where yeah, they said they that? Took they took our jobs. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, and the people that own the robots and the businesses will be so rich because they don't have to pay anybody that there has to just not be like currency anymore and that's when we'll be completely free. When money disappears, robots do all of the things that keep us running and we can just stop going to school and stop going to work. I hope that's what robots will bring. Not that the rich people would just stop paying poor people and just have robots do But humans are, I think humans are actually irrational creatures. Yeah. The way we react to things. True. It's, it's very like if I say a word to you, yeah, you might cry. Like so everyone true. has that trigger. Like everyone, if someone says the right thing to me, I might just break down and cry. Yeah, it's completely <laughs> irrational. Like lions don't just go and do that. And shit. And that's why they're still around after all these years. That's so true. And fish and that, like yeah. Um, <laughs> so that. we're actually pretty irrational creatures. So true. So I feel like the robots. Imagine having a robot du- judge who is yeah. impartial and and actually does stuff by the book. All right, cool scientifically blah 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 blah, blah. Yeah. margin of errors and all of that shit yeah. police officers who are, who have a very strict definition of right or wrong it's like, what robocop was 
essentially about yeah basically yeah. but eventually if you have all of those people like robots doing those jobs yeah humans are just going to kill themselves out yeah like because we're, we're so Cause irrational we, we would actually i think you're you'd have time to think about other things and other possibilities and and the thoughts that you have you'd actually do them so if you thought about killing someone you might just do it because it's not there's nothing to lose almost do you know what i mean yeah. you wouldn't have to think i have to be able to get up and go to work and do this thing so therefore it's not it's not good if i went to jail you'd think you know what i want to sleep with that person sleep with that person sleep with that person i want to kill that person kill that person <laughs> kill that person and we all have so much time because medicine's probably going to get better with that too we're going to have like prosthetic limbs and robotic hearts and stuff like that we're probably going to live now, we'll for 200 li- years that we would find such creative ways to kill each other we become like a game and ourselves like a sport and see if we could actually die because we might like they might then figure out that like your heart can be replaced and we'd never die. So people would be finding creative ways to die and filming it on YouTube, like how they break phones. You know those videos? Like I hydraulic was talking about press this. And shit. <laughs> exactly. We're going to hydraulic press a human hand. This guy's been alive for 200 years. He said he's ready to go. You know what we're going to do? We're going to put him in a crushing machine. Go on, Dave. Kick him into the machine. That was a good way to go, Dave. 200 years on earth, man. Five point, it would give you a 10 out of 10 or some shit. <laughs> exactly. Was number one on the high score. Do you know what's going to be the trippiest thing for people yeah. listening to this and being like, where the fuck have they even got this topic of conversation <laughs> exactly. from? Not, there's all three episodes have That's the same true. common theme because I've done them all in one day. Yeah. So it's like people will be like, what the fuck? I'm going to have <laughs> common threads running through It has the, to the run podcast. in the right order then so that you can see the progression. Nah, I'd nah, rather twist up the progression. So random. Yeah, so you get to this one last and be like, wait a minute, the what fuck? the fuck? And then True. actually see weeks later where that where conversation started. Okay, I see That's that. actually pretty cool. I like that, actually. I fuck with that. I like that. It means people have to commit to like keeping in touch with every single episode so yeah, that they basically. understand what's happening. Here. I actually have people that really love every single episode. Dope, man. And it baffles me every single time. I'm like, really? Someone said to me, um, I don't go to church as much anymore, so your podcasts are very important to me. I love that. I was like, what? That's deep, man. You're like someone's saviour right now. I was like, I didn't know what the fuck to say. I was like, what the hell? Thanks. Church? I was like, Jesus. <laughs> you were like, like Jesus. Literally, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> no, nah, I do not think I'm Jesus Christ. I have Something like Jesus. From it. <laughs> I don't know. That's a whole lot of pressure. That's true. Do you put a lot of pressure on yourself? Me, but do I put a lot of pressure on myself? Yeah. I think I do, and then like then I remind myself that I don't have to, like it doesn't make any sense. So like I will because of what deadlines or something like that. Then I realize, hold on, I'm making music. Like I will make music forever. So there's there's no point losing my hair right now and and going grey and and not sleeping. Or well, I don't sleep anyways. But like there's no <laughs> point. There's no point doing it even more. So I try not to put pressure on myself, but I do. But then I I quickly snap and be like, you have to be able to live till 70 because a lot of people that put pressure on themselves, they don't make it, you know? Yeah, true. Yeah. What do you look for in an artist? Uniqueness and like ultimate creativity, not perfection, but like maybe that... I like people that definitely... I can see when like maybe they... You know what I said in the beginning where like, your art is an interpretation of what you've consumed. Yeah, yeah. I like being able to see how that person heard something and how it was different to how I heard it. So like we can both listen to the same like six albums and then when I ask you to sing it back to me, the way you sang it was like 
not how I was hearing it. Even though we heard the same record, yeah. I like being able to hear that this person hears music differently for whatever reason. Maybe they like grew up on country. So when they hear R&B, they do these licks in a weird way or whatever. And like, I like that stuff. So when I hear that someone's even consuming their music differently and then the way they put it out is like freaky to me, I love that shit. I love when I listen to it and I'm like, yo, you're freaky. That's freaky. I like that stuff. I was, I think, yeah, I think it was last night. I was really high last night. Yeah. Um, I, I listened to something. Yeah. And I was like, I'm hearing this in a completely new way. 100%. I think it was Jack Garrett. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the song name. Um, yeah. Lonesome Valley. Okay. And I was listening to it and I was like, holy shit. I'm listening to this in a way I've never listened to music before. And I was like, wait, what if this is how everyone hears music? Except and I'm for like, when, <laughs> exactly. And, I, and I'm the like, exception to the rule. And then I was thinking like, <laughs> there must be so many different ways that of hearing it, of hearing music. Trust me. And that was making me think like, fuck, if I was making music, then people, you would just want to show as many people as possible. Exactly. They might really hear something completely different to what That's you what hear. Exactly. It fucks me up. I, I, I don't know. I think too much. There's just so many possibilities. It's true. There's so many possibilities. It's even just the way, you know how like everyone's got a different hearing, a way of like, even the sensitivity or something like, like that. Right now, you might even hear a completely different frequency in this room to what I hear. Most probably because I listen to music too loud. So I'm probably going a little bit deaf and stuff like that. So Do you ever get it yeah, where the like something go- goes weird in the room and then you just hear a high pitch? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. It's like that sound when you turn on an old TV and it goes. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> that yeah. sort of thing. And I you hear w- that Did you know that that deteriorates as you get older? Yeah. So like, like, I remember when I was in uni, the very few times I went to uni. Yeah. Um, they did a thing where uh, I was doing sound design. Yeah, and cool. the lecturer played high frequencies and kept getting higher and higher and higher. Yeah, and was like, "Everyone, put your hand up if you can hear it." If, we did yeah, that if too. you can't hear it anymore, put your hand down. Yeah, I think I got so high. Yeah, um, there was like me and one other girl, yeah. and then she like played the next one, and I was like, "Play it then." She was like, "I am," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> exactly, I, was like, I genuinely gone. cannot even yeah. hear that. Dogs That's can fucked. hear that. Dogs are having like yeah, headaches from that, that sound. <laughs> and then that makes you think as well like there were some people that put their hands down down straight away at like uh, what's like a high hertz but not too high i'm not even sure i can't remember oh i could go, <laughs> go will this let me open my eq without oh no it won't maybe all right well let's just say 400 i don't know let's just say that some would, hertz it'll yeah be really really high not something that you'd even eq attract to yeah, but what if there's, imagine if there's some people that just don't hear that frequency. Possible. I'm sure there's people that have frequencies missing in the middle. Yeah. So yeah. like this, your song literally sounds completely Because they're different. not hearing all of the middle section of the song. Some people, there's mixing engineers that I know, like they mix so well because there's definitely like frequencies that they hear that no one else is hearing. Yeah, yeah. And like, or they're, they don't even they're hear like, oh, it. It sounds a bit muddy. And exactly. You're like, Where? And it's like, that. Just here and you're like, Huh. And it's not even that they're hearing it so much that they can almost feel and taste it or something like that. Like I've heard some stories of some engineers and like their way of describing it isn't that they're hearing it, it's that they're seeing it in a in a particular way. If that makes it like they're visualizing it and those frequencies, some people can't even hear at all. So it's like, that's why they become mixing engineers because their hearing is like closer to a dog's than it is ours really. When you listen to music, do you sometimes hear things that aren't there? Um... I think I hear what's in the music that maybe people didn't hear. Do you see what I mean? Because I feel like people, I can hear, uh, let's say, certain effects and stuff like that, that 
but I don't know. I, I am always I'm always listening in the headphones and on massive speaks and stuff like that. But I feel like I can hear everything in the track and I try and listen to everything. Where and the first time or the first and second time, where people just aren't listening for certain things. So yeah, maybe just that. I don't think I hear anything that's not there. But I think I I, I allow myself to hear everything. Sometimes I hear like melodies and shit. That yeah, I actually. Yeah. But I remember once someone had designed their delay. Yeah. So that it made a completely like new rhythm in the That's dope. in the background, and I was like, "Holy shit!" What's that thing? It was just like the way it was going, like boom, and then coming. I can't. Yeah. I can't remember what song it was. I like that. Again, um, yeah, I don't know. I just spent a lot of time listening to music. Yeah, high recently, and and really <laughs> sit, like actually really seeing it, like that Jack yeah. Garrett song. Some of the stuff that he does in that song is mad. Yeah, mad. I haven't even heard it, but I need to. I always, I literally like always get told to listen to Jack Garrett. Nah, yeah, he's a madman. I need to. I want to play you the song after because right. it's it's too fucking good. That's it. It's too fucking good. What 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 are you working on at the moment? Um, loads of things. Like some I can't even. Some I can't say because of label situation. I'm joking. It's not one of those ones that would be so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I'm working. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Fucking go back to your label. Piss <laughs> Can off. you imagine? No, I'm not that person. I'm working on like a million things. A lot of like the what obvious ones. What are you most excited about? Uh, I'm most excited about my project. Yeah, the stuff. Oh, I lie. I'm most excited about the, lo- the newest project I'm heading up right now, which is me and like a few other people, lots of other people. I can't even, I can't say much about that because like that one literally is, it has to, it has to be a surprise and stuff. All right kind of blowing it but either way like surprise projects come exactly they're expecting something not so surprised anymore (laughs) uh i'm really excited i've got this song with a guy called tree and k hatu other than actually the roman i am nobody the the next few tracks are like scary that i even said to my managers today because they've not heard this one song that i have with i am nobody and like i guess if this goes out before his album goes out I am probably in trouble. But like, <laughs> I just realised. But either way, it doesn't matter. This one song, I said, you know what? I'm afraid that one, we were just talking about the dates that I'm releasing my projects and stuff like that. And how it's more likely that his album's going to come up before my project. And that one song is probably bigger than my whole entire project. And I'm like, that might just, unless it, for some strange reason, gets gets past people, that one song is like, I sound, I sound, com- I sound like completely different. I sound like I come from a different era. I come, I'm a diff- from a different place, different world, or something like that. Because yeah. of the kind of music it is, so I'm like, it will. I'm most excited about that because it will make people see me completely differently. I think. But there's loads. I've got this other song. That's what I'm saying. A guy called Trey and Kay Hatu, who's like this crazy bass producer, and he's from the Netherlands. And we have this song. It's like a, it's like a movie. So it's just like a, it's a story and he's a, one of those eccentric kind of producers. So I had to write to this insane beat and stuff. And whenever I play that to people, I think they get like, when I say, I know I'm crazy because you have to allow yourself to be a bit crazy to, to do that. So like a lot of the music I've been in, in the last few months is, is past like consumable. So that's 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 exactly i've never thought of it like that it's not consu- it's almost not consumable music you have to sit down get as high as you possibly can and leave it on repeat and just cry with me oh wow yeah man tears <laughs> i like I, yeah. I i love 
I don't want to listen to music sober anymore. Sometimes I, 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 I had a period of time where that was a very we real don't thing. Do anything sober? <laughs> yeah, for real. And I don't think I did for a, like a, it was literally like a good two months, but that was that was just messy afterwards. So yeah, but when I'm li- when I'm actually intoxicated, yeah, um, and I'm listening to music, I'm like, holy shit! This is how we're supposed it's, to pers- like take this shit in. Yeah, because. It really does sound a million times better. For real. I've had this talk with people. Like, imagine if you could do an, your event, your, like, headline show and get everybody high first. That's what I would want. That's like, what I would thing. want. You need to be I would bring Amsterdam. out my thing and I'd be like, listen. Yeah. Do not come to this show sober. Just come on whatever you want to be on. Yeah. Actually, no, <laughs> exactly. none of them dead drugs, like coke and <laughs> Like that, heroin. <laughs> nah. I mean, I don't know. Music don't might sound sick with on heroin. heroin. Don't. Music no. might sound sick on if anyone's done <laughs> heroin and is listening to this. <laughs> let us know. me and Call let me know in. what music sounds like. <laughs> uh, don't make me try it myself, please. <laughs> nah, but um, I would say, I would say, listen, just come on whatever you want to come yeah. on and just come close your eyes or whatever. But this is this is how I feel about the cinema as well. Yeah, all of these types of art experiences, just whatever helps you let go, because I think that is and actually interpret it the way it's meant to be interpreted. It very mindful yeah um and very present it's hard to look at a painting and not have your bills in the back of your head exactly or not have how you're going to get home in the back of your head um it's hard to go to a show and stay till the last song and really fucking absorb it because you know you got otherwise if you stay there you night bus exactly or a fucking am i going to get attacked on the way home like that type of shit um yeah again it's hard to listen to an album when you've got your phones ringing off text messages and shit and you can check twitter like (laughs) it just it just yeah a little aid to help you just just be here and anchor you in the the present um i just had an idea like which i'm i might try and do now i think about it because getting to somewhere like amsterdam is so cheap but if you go the hellish way like if you take a coach you can get a coach to amsterdam for like seven pounds if you buy it early <laughs> enough seven pounds but no that jelly is i've done it once i have flew back because it was such a nightmare it's 12 hours in an air-conditioned bus it doesn't matter what time of the year it is they nope. they leave the air conditioning on nope. it's like we had a date we literally were like it was my birthday uh, this is two years ago and we we're like let's go to amsterdam how cheap, how quick, because it was like the day before or something. Let's go like the week before. It wasn't a week. It was like really short. Booked it like the day before we were leaving or something. Seven pounds. But that 12 hour long journey to get to Amsterdam in freezing cold and everyone's coughing and sneezing on the coach. And you and there's like two stops and stuff like that. It was a nightmare. But I was like, what if you do like a party bus <laughs> to Amsterdam to go and do a show because these buses how many people does it hold like 100 people is it like if it's a, a big coach like a mega bus yeah i would say 100 100 people just get a venue that holds 100 people ask everyone to pay the coach ticket which is only seven pounds for that and then five pounds entry because that's the price literally so or and then seven pound back or actually return is like super cheap on mega bus anyway so like literally 10 pounds can take you to amsterdam and back party bus Get to Amsterdam. As soon as you cross the border, everyone's smoking, everyone's drinking. Get to the venue, put on the show, like, sick. Everyone takes the party bus back to sleep and the driver's the only person that's awake. Can you imagine? In that genius, it costs you, like, 14, 15 pounds to go to Amsterdam and have a massive show and be high. Nah, on yeah. like That could be my headline show. I might do that. Plus, you just sleep on the come down on all the way back. Exactly. 
Nah, yeah, that's actually a pretty wavy idea. I'm actually now I think about that. There's no reason for me not to do I that. I want to do. I want to do a cinema where everyone has headphones and yeah. is high. Like <laughs> so you can't talk to to each other but just be high. Yeah, well, the headphones <laughs> is um, but there's this 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 thing called the apparatus theory, okay. which is basically um, it's like a psychological experiment about the relationship between the viewer and the screen. Yeah. As soon as you can see a fire exit sign there, yeah. or as soon as you hear a fucking dickhead with his loud bag of crisps behind you, yeah. or you hear the people talking to the left of you, it reminds you where, where you, you are. are. And again, it's that thing of, it's very difficult to be present yeah. and focus on the thing that's in front of you when that's you true. have all of this stuff going on behind you. Yeah. So just get high, but then you have a 120 foot screen and fucking... Beats headphones exactly. or some shit, just something on your ears, so you can just sit and be completely absorbed yeah. into whatever it is you're supposed to be it. experiencing. I yeah, that. like oh, I just—that's a really good idea. It's quite expensive if you have good headphones, though. Yeah, it's and proper expensive. Still, and break the headphones too. Yeah, so I just do it at home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just do it at home with a laptop <laughs> and some Beats headphones, That's and it. just I just I count my blessings. <laughs> nah, but really though. I would love to do some shit like that. Yeah, I think okay. that's something that needs to be experimented more with the relationship with some kind of drugs. Yeah. And like, imagine if, imagine if art was like a thing where you had to take something to see it. Wow. I think there's probably people that create art that would, that understand that people will only really see it or only really hear it when they've taken some kind of drug. Yeah. So like funkadelic it, and shit. Exactly. Like all of that type of psychedelic rock and psychedelic all that sort of stuff. Rock basically. Yeah. That's a whole genre. Exactly. Like, just like on LSD and stuff. So I might, yeah, I might just start <laughs> making music and put everything. I'd be like, Oh yeah, this is psychedelic pop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's psychedelic, psychedelic exactly. Yeah. It's a psychedelic, psychedelic grime. All oh, my days. That's psychedelic sick. grime. That'd be so sick. Are psychedelic grime. You are the pioneer. You said it now. Trademark it before this goes out. Then put this out and just be like... No, nah, I'm fully on that. Psychedelic, psychedelic grime. grime. 140 BPM and psychedelia. Though. It's possible. If I'm buzzing, yeah, I'm not trying to be like... Have 140, that's like... There's ways I can think about how that would work. Grime and psychedelic. If you just think about like what Tame Impala sounds like. Think about... Because um, it's new. That's like a new sounding psychedelic rock. And then I'm trying to think of what particular. I don't know no new psychedelic rock. Um, that's the newest I could think. That's what, like Tame Impala. Yeah, that's the newest I can think that is is still keeps some of the essence and is still current music. Uh, I don't know because I well actually I'm uh, I'm not very v- well versed in Tame Impala, but when mm. I think of psychedelic, I'm thinking of like tie dye delays, like yeah, like really trippy, long but quick delays. Yeah, and fucking. Um, Okay, who is that person right now? I don't know. It, it probably exists. Actually, Jack uh, Kanye put a lot of psychedelic aspects in Into. his in the life of Pablo. You know, I couldn't absorb that album. I don't know what it was. I'm just. I don't know if I was the only person that was just like, "This is all right," and I'm, then I didn't listen again. No, I really liked it because yeah, there is some real psychedelic elements. To yeah, it. I need to. I'll listen again, but I like, tried honestly. Like I nah, was. Yeah. Um, and there's some really experimental stuff on there. Yeah. Really. And I'm like, holy shit, you're actually crazy. Yeah. That's when you realize that like, you listen to it and you're like, oh, fuck. I, I thought I was crazy. Now, this guy is crazy. I need to listen. 
um, there's one bit where if you listen to it and if you actually take in what he must have been doing in the studio yeah. to record that, yeah. you're like, you're a fucking loony. <laughs> <laughs> what was that bit? What was happening? Uh, it's in... Have I got the album on here? Let's I can't see. turn it up because the microphones are feedback. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually know because the... Sanka. I'll turn the click off. Uh, it is on. Uh, well, this is this is proper experimental. I don't think I got this far. And then when he comes in. Like it's evil. Yeah, that is so like satanic. Yeah, I like that. It's like um, it's very like occultish. Yeah, that sounds like uh, coming out of the Mormons or something. Yeah, like re- <laughs> that sounds like let's all sacrifice humans yeah. around the campfire. I have, like, you know what I feel about Kanye. I feel like when he's being really experimental, he's he's channeling someone else that's not him sometimes. So I feel like with that album where he had loads of auto-tune and stuff like that, I feel hey, like wait, he was doing it. That's it. He, I feel like he was doing loads of impressions of things he really loved and then just yeah. whacked auto-tune on it. Well, people are always mad about the auto-tune on that album. But yeah. then when something is so obvious, yeah. how can it anger you? It's like he's not... It's true, he's doing it purposefully. Yeah, he's not trying not to hide listen, something. You're, yeah, you're not listening to it and going, he's a fantastic singer. And yeah. then someone's gone, you know he auto-tunes and you're like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> I feel betrayed. Imagine, yeah. He's like, well, it's no, bait that is auto-tuned. Yeah. He's using it as an instrument. So how can you ever be angry? He's not lying <laughs> to you. So That's he true. can't even sing. Obviously. He can't sing. It doesn't dude. even sound good with auto-tune. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's so true. I think it's this song. Listen if you listen to the ad libs. Yeah. Um Is it this song? He's credited on writing like the songs on the album. Uh a lot of like Hudson Mohawk. Yeah. Uh Metro Boomin a lot on yeah. this one. That's why I say with Kanye, I feel like I I feel more of whoever else was involved in him. Yeah. Same with like Rihanna and stuff like that. They're so good at channeling whoever else is in the room. Where is it? Let this bit. He actually sounds like he's like, so my <laughs> Exactly. Like he must have actually been in the studio going, so my Like I can imagine, like it's it's cooler if I do it. Yeah, way. because it it's not it's not um Cohesive. synthetically <laughs> pronounced <laughs> yeah. that way. Like you yeah. can't change a pronunciation. That's he's, true. He literally went, so my <laughs> It sounds wavy. I'm listening to it like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually getting into it. I hear it. that. I hear that. Nah, I love it. I love that experimental shit. I like I th- it. I like the fact that he's, but you know what it is? I enjoy the fact that he's so rich and comfortable that he can do what he wants to yeah, do. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, some people won't like that. I love the fact that this guy probably has like a nice yacht and he's recording on a laptop, like in the yacht, just crazy and shit. He's just fucking around, that's like dancing way. around, pronouncing shit exactly. like an idiot. And she's like, they're going to love that shit, that's hot. Yeah, and this is my favourite. 
It's that. It's those kind of delays. I like that. Yeah. That's like um. That's what I expect to hear when I'm I'm listening to psychedelics. So yeah. I, I hear what wanna, you mean. I just want to hear. I want to hear that shit in grind. Okay, I like that. I that can some, happen. If you're a producer and you're listening to this, if you could make me a psychedelic grime instrumental, that'd be very, very, very wavy. It's gonna happen. I want you to listen to Funkadelic and then Boy in the Corner. Yeah. And then I want you to mash the two together and give me a hybrid. Kind of similar to the White Project, Jay-Z and the Beatles. Have you heard that? I haven't heard that. Danger Mouse did it. He basically um, took Blue... Um, what was... Blueprint. Reason- yeah, uh, it might have been no. Blueprint or Reasonable Doubt. Yeah. He took the acapellas from that. Yeah. And then took the Beatles White Album yeah. experimental instrument st- instrumental album and made songs out of them. Oh, it's sick. fucking sick. I need to listen to that. Yeah, that so, inspiring. so, so sick. Um, it's like one of them cult cult classics. Yeah. I think D- D- Danger Mouse, I How think. How did I miss that? Did it, yeah. I'm going to listen and watch that movie Room as well. Yeah. Yeah, nah, yeah that film is hard. <laughs> uh, it's getting pretty late. It is. And we've, I didn't actually realise we'd been talking till one... 1 a.m. What time did we start? I don't know. Uh, But it's been an hour and 23 minutes. Wow, okay. Let's wrap it up. (laughs) Let's wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) Just gonna be like, shit. I've actually got to be up at like seven in the morning. And yeah, that's just how my life goes anyways. Yeah, but that's the life you asked for. It is, man. It is. That's the life you asked for. I chose this. Let's go, instead of going back into the past. Yeah. Let's go 10 years into the future. Yeah. And you can see yourself. And there you are. There's Emma V. Ten years into the future. Ten years wiser. Yeah. You go to her. What do you ask her? How does it feel to be an enterprise? How does it feel to be like you're pretty much a com? Your name is more like a company. I feel like being. You see, like Beyonce. There's probably like hundreds of people on the payroll. Like they get a paycheck yeah, yeah. through the post or online. They have to sign into their Beyonce work email. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like tard something at beyonce.com like i want people to have like david james david james at mv.com because they're working at my enterprises for whatever whatever it is like i have to i'm gonna just ask myself how, like how did you stay sane maybe yeah yeah that's it what do you think is that she'll reply perseverance and 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 what's that word it's kind of not resistance or tolerance but it's it's to to be on unbreakable sort of thing yeah because i'm I'm trying to practice that like everything's in your mind however you deal with things because like when you think something's too much is because for some strange reason you, you you've imagined it was too much it it probably isn't so i'm just like i'm trying to just say you know what if i've got a week to do something that usually takes a year I could probably get it done in a week. It's just I've never, I've never pushed myself to that. So, I imagine in ten years of practicing that, I will just like be walking through walls and walking on water and stuff like that. So, (laughs) (laughs) or I'll be insane in like some like white padded room and stuff like that. That's okay. In your mind, you'll be walking on walls. (laughs) Exactly. You'll be walking around your cell, and I'll be convinced that everyone I see works for me. So all my like nurses. Yeah, you're gonna be in the. You're going to be in the medical place like, hello, Susan. Have exactly. you got my emails? And she brings you your pills. Exactly. And they're like, thank uh, you. Thank, thank you. you, Susan. That's it. <laughs> Any I calls, just there. forward them through. 
<laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. It. Emma, thank you for coming thank and you talking for to me. me and and letting me pick your brain a little bit. It's I been fun. It. I'm sorry for keeping you so late. It's all right. It's Blame Ray Black, fam. Exactly, it's not me. Ray. It's not me. Everything ran a bit late, but it's all good. Um, I enjoyed listening to that as well. You can follow Emma V at Twitter is the Emma V S X F. SoundCloud is Emma V one hundred. Uh, Snapchat is MVSXF as well. What else is there? Facebook, you can just add me on my personal Facebook. <laughs> I hardly have a look on the my messages. Space. You'll just see my mom commenting on all my pictures, like, oh, amazing job, MV. <laughs> as if it's not obvious that that's my mom, but she does that. I love you, mom. I know you're going to listen to this, and this is where you probably discovered that, like, I've been doing some crazy shit. Um, hey, mom. <laughs> Kate <laughs> says hi. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what, what else? What did I not say? That's it. That's it. I said Th- those it. are the main ones. Yeah. Um, hashtag S Y W B A A. Join the goddamn conversation, please. Inside. Um. Inside. <laughs> um. Make sure you share. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you click the little love heart. Make sure you click the little repos button. Make sure you leave a little comment. Make sure you. I don't know. What else is there? Well, I mean, I'm just saying. What advice would you make sure you? Say what Ray Black said. Shout me. Shout me. Make sure you shout us. Uh, I am frazzed. I'm so <laughs> tired. I'm so tired. In a bit podcast. <laughs>